I want the fairy tale. I want the Prince Charming. She, how do I put this, isn't a fan of my kissing style. So we were boyfriend and girlfriend for about 12 hours. He's in a trash bin. He's non-recyclable. Catch you never. I love being in love. I love love. On today's episode of Where's Your Head At, we are sitting down with Danielle Snelling, co-founder of Motherless Daughters Australia. With Mother's Day just around the corner, we wanted to provide some discourse on a topic that isn't acknowledged a lot, and that's people who have lost their mothers. Danielle will share why she has started this organization, what they set out to accomplish, and she will also provide some tips on how to support someone who is missing their mum this Mother's Day. Stay tuned. Where's Your Head At is a podcast that talks all things relationships, breakups, reality TV, trending shows, and everything in between. This is your new go-to destination for laughs, gossip, intimate details, advice, and much more. Hi, Danielle. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Welcome, welcome. Sorry about all that. We had a little bit of technical tea. (laughs) In the, what he's no, no, no. We've, we've, had a, we've had some serious technical difficulties, difficulties this morning and Danielle has been an absolute trooper. So thank you so much for bearing with us. <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> we want to have you on the podcast. Obviously, it's Mother's Day coming up and you have co-founded a really amazing organisation called Motherless Daughters. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what led you to start it? Yes. uh, I started because my mum died when I was 23. There wasn't really any support around that that I could find anyway. And my friends still had their mums and, you know, their lives weren't upended like mine was. You know, they were all still going out and um, drinking and carrying on having fun. Uh, And my life had to kind of stop in that department for the two years previous to when mum died because she was unwell for two years with cancer. So um, I just, yeah, I couldn't relate to to anyone and and went searching for support and couldn't find it. So kind of knew there was a bit of a gap there in in the system. And the only really platform I had at the time was Facebook. And Facebook wasn't big back in 2013. Uh, but I found a like an international, very small grief group at the time and posted in there and just said, hi, is anyone from, you know, Victoria who has lost their mum? Hi, it's me. I'm here. I'm lonely. Can you help? And Eloise Aww. saw it and got back to me and we met not long after and started, yeah, Motherless Daughters Australia. Oh, my God. Were you uh, close with your mum then before her passing? Like, would you rely heavily on her for support? Yeah, I was. I mean, you know, at 20, well, she got sick at 21 when I was 21. And I think you know everything when you're that age, but you're pretty young and dumb and stupid. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think I needed her probably as much as I know I needed her yeah. now, you know, back then. But yeah, I was definitely very close with her. I was, um, I was fortunate to have had a really good relationship with her. Well, firstly, we want to start by saying we're so sorry for your loss. Um. Mm. I can't imagine what you've gone through and the growing up that you would have had to have done. And yeah, you're right. There is a gap in the market. We saw some stats earlier that said 3.9 million Australian women are motherless and 1.9 million are motherless before the age of 44, which is super, that's really high. I had no idea. Yeah. It's a massive number. So 
I mean, as you said, there really is a huge gap and good on you for making this organisation because it's just incredible what you guys are doing. Yeah, look at it's I was astounded when I I was comforted as well though when I saw those stats yeah um but yeah it's it's huge I guess it's a huge you know unrecognized and under acknowledged thing and impact that lots of women experience in terms of premature mother loss in particular so it's it's definitely a thing that people aren't really aware of or don't really pay much attention to. How many of those people are a part of your community? Like how many of them do you reach and how many do you touch? 15,000, which is great, but a drop in the ocean, um, you know, compared to how many women are out there and who literally have no idea that that we exist. And when they find us, they're they're just, oh my gosh, where have you been? Or how have I not known? Or I've been Mm. waiting years for something like this. So... So is this um, the best yeah. way of like expanding out and getting your message across, jumping on podcasts and just getting on any sort of social media and just getting to people? Yeah, for sure. Any sort of media is key to us reaching, you know, more women that need to know yep. that we exist, especially in time for Mother's Day. So I'm really grateful yeah. for this opportunity. Thank you. No, no, oh, no, great. we're super grateful to have yeah. you on because I think when Matt and I were talking about it and we were saying it's just not something that's – spoken about and I think sometimes when people do go through loss they don't want to talk about it and they kind of the walls go up and it really is great to see the work you're doing and I'm sure you've impacted people's mental health in such a positive way just like you said just having people who are going through the same thing that you are and just being able to reach out to those people it's incredible can you tell us a little bit about mother loss and the impact that it does have on a person like the mental health especially premature mother loss like you spoke about before yeah so I think you know one of the key problems within society is that we group grief and mental health in the same category and they're very very different Mm. but premature mother loss um, in particular can have a, a real impact that is lifelong in terms of you know in the more early days especially things like suicidal ideation anxiety depression um, women have a greater tendency to experience postnatal depression. There's a huge loss of identity and uh, lots and lots of health anxiety that develops. Like yeah. I know many women in our community experience that health anxiety every day. Like I found a mole on my head last week, so instantly I've got melanoma on my head now. Like that's just <laughs> that's or how my, my arms <laughs> are aching. So I've got like arm cancer or, you know, Eloise... <laughs> the co-founder of MTA, you know, her mum died of a heart attack. So she's like, I just walk around like thinking I'm just going to drop dead one day like my mum did. So they're the kind of psychological impact that can be experienced. But we know now from research those sorts of impact are because women don't have a community or they don't Mm. have adequate support early on to kind of normalise these responses and to help um, you know, build a world around their grief with people who understand. So that that isolation in particular is is what can lead to mental health challenges down the track. Yeah. What support within your um in your community do you offer motherless daughters if they're reaching out? How can you help them with that sort of situation that they're in? 
Well, we we are big on normalising and validating. So we've got an online support group um, and that's got almost 10,000 women Mm -hmm. in there and that's just a peer support platform. So that that goes absolutely nuts every day with women in there saying, oh, I'm experiencing this, is it normal? Or I'm experiencing that, has anyone else? And every single time there'll be, you know, so many women that respond and go, yep, that was me. Or, yep, you know, I've, I think I have a different sort of cancer every day as well. Or, you know, like just that relating and normalizing and identifying with what, um, you know, you're feeling is, is kind of enough to, to, to make you feel like you are okay and, Mm. and you are normal. And I think to, you know, Aloise and I have been really adamant. We don't want to be clinical in any way. Um, and even the word charity is not really something that we identify with because we're not, you know, we're not needy. We just, we're providing a platform for women to feel seen and heard. And grief doesn't need a clinical component. It just needs normalising. It's something everyone experiences. So yeah. we just need to get better at normalising it. Absolutely. Can you tell us a bit about um, what Draw Her Wings is and how our listeners can get involved? Yes, our Draw Her Wings campaign was developed because lots and lots of women in our community would refer to their mum's anniversary as the day the day mum grew her wings. So, you know, like five years ago, mum grew her wings today or comments, commentary like that throughout the community. And um, we developed the Draw Her Wings in response to that, I guess, oh. and it's something that we could provide um, not only women in our community but sons as well. So a campaign for anyone who has experienced mother loss to draw her wings. It's a heart with a halo uh, in the lead up to Mother's Day during Mother Loss Awareness Week to just raise awareness that we're here. Not everyone has their mum to yeah. spoil on Mother's Day like retailers constantly tell us to do. Mm. Um and to kind of just be a little bit more sensitive and inclusive when it comes to those key messages, but to give people something to do because you feel helpless and isolated at this time when everyone else does have their mum to to buy for. Yeah. Would you find that a struggle once your mum passed away around Mother's Day when they're advertising for Mother's Day and that? Would that be a hard-hitting time? Oh, it's a shit time. Yeah. (laughs) It's so shitty. Like it. It's so hard. Mother's Day is probably the worst day of the year for those who have lost their mum because you've just got – it happens every year. Like I, I tend to avoid the shops because you go in and and I guess people just aren't really aware or don't think that there's, there's an assumption, right, that everyone's mm. – if you look young enough, your mum still is probably alive. So yeah. what have you got mum for Mother's Day? or And what are you doing with mum for Mother's Day? It kind of just comes and – Sometimes I lie and I just say, oh, I'm taking her out to do this or I'm Aww. doing that. And, um, and other times I just, it depends what rude I mean. Sometimes I'll say, well, she's dead. I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, it, look, yeah, it's a really shitty day. It's hard. It's really hard. You're right though. People do assume and I think it's so important having this conversation with you just to make everyone aware in the lead up to Mother's Day that there are people who won't have their mum and just to be a little bit more cautious around questions like that, especially when you don't know someone, you don't know their story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the, the week leading up to Mother's Day, you guys have a lot of events on and a lot of stuff going on for motherless daughters. You want to tell us a bit about that as well? Yeah, our event 
launched the Mother Loss Awareness Week. So they're our annual pre-Mother's Day high teas. They sell out super quickly, well in advance. So they are sold out, but there there is a waiting list for for any cancellations. And we've actually just returned from Perth. Uh, We just went over there and did the very first Perth high tea. We had 70 women. Uh, In Melbourne, we have 200 women coming and they just grow phenomenally every year. But yeah, it's just an opportunity to come and, and meet and unite and connect with others. They're all strangers. They're so brave. Um, but it just works. It just works. They leave with friends and understanding and connections that they, they didn't have, um, prior to attending. That's incredible. What is the history behind Mother's Day? Do you think the meaning has kind of slightly changed over the years? Yeah. So we, we share this story with our community every year because we've seen that it kind of changes people's perspective, especially those who have lost their mum. It was actually started by a girl whose mum had died. Oh. So uh, Mother's Day uh, was created in the daughter's name is Anna Jarvis and her mum's name is Anne. So she started the day in honour of her mum, Anne, oh. uh, who initially wanted to come up with a day, of, like a public holiday day, to recognise women as mothers and all they do and provide. But she didn't get to do that before she died. So her daughter did it in her honour. And she invited everybody to wear white carnations to the very first celebration of the day. So that's where the carnations come from for, for Mother's Day. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely changed, hasn't it? Like when you know yeah. that it's very commercialised now and it's all about, you know, it's a big fat hallmark day, which is lovely. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, it's... Hallmark it's um, on it. And could make profit off cards. Exactly. It's profit. <laughs> yeah. But it's important. I mean, you know, mums should be celebrated, but it would be nice if all mums were celebrated, including those who, you know, aren't here anymore. Absolutely. You touched on it before. Is there a part, I know it's called motherless daughters, but is there an opening for maybe sons and blokes who've lost their mums as well? Yes. Um, I've got a brother and Eloise has two brothers. And obviously when we started, you know, we had a chat to them and to see what they would think. And they just just pr- pretty much said, we're just not impacted in the same way. Um, you know, like blokes aren't going to go sit around having high tea and sipping on champagne <laughs> and talking about feelings and emotions. Oh, Even I mean, though I, they I, probably I should. Matt, Matt would definitely. Oh, Matt's that. very yeah. in touch with his emotions. <laughs> I would definitely do that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look, it, I guess for us as women, you know, when, when our brothers said, yeah, look, we're impacted, but completely differently to, to you, girl. Yeah. And, you know, all of the milestones that women go through, like, you know, having a baby, wedding dress shopping, mm. all of those, getting a period, bra yeah. shopping, all those things that you lean on your mum for as a woman plays a very different role um, to that of a son. But, you know, the the research also says that women will experience, will tend to experience a greater grief response mm. when she loses her mum and sons tend to experience a greater grief response when they lose their dad. And obviously that's got limitations and everyone's different, yeah. but... For us as an organisation, that's where No Our Draw Her Wings comes in for everyone and and we provide children's journals as well for boys and girls who experience mother loss. But we're focusing on on women for now and doing that well. And if 
the sons want to come out and, and start something, we'll be happy to support <laughs> and help any way we can. Is your community more younger women or is there some older women who are also a part of the community? Yeah, it's really mixed. Um, you know, we get lots of women joining for various reasons or different life stages, but our events are definitely a mix. I mean, we also get women who are in their 50s and 60s who lost their mum as a child or as a teenager mm. and they act as really wonderful mentors for so many women because they can kind of say, you know, yeah, I've been there and done that and my wedding was bittersweet but it's okay and you'll get through it or, you know, it's really hard having a baby without your mum but you'll be okay, you can do it and it's just a nice source of comfort and encouragement, I guess. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about the Friends in Grief program that you provide? Yeah, that is a, a peer-to-peer, one-on-one matching program. So we say it's like Tinder, but for grief. <laughs> um, and women will sign up. They'll input, you know, details like their current age, the age they were when their mum died, what their mum died from and whether or not they've got kids. And then we'll go through and match one-on-one, connect them via email. Uh, so we've had, a, you know, over I think 3,500 women come through that program wow. now in the last year and a half. And um, it doesn't always work. Like you're not always just going to get along because you've, you know, both haven't got your mum. But, yeah, most often than not, there's really nice friendships that come out of it. That's incredible. Jeez. I think that's so important. I, I feel like just if I was going through that, I feel like that would really bring a lot of support. So I, I think that's incredible. Yeah. Um, so it's like a pen pal almost you set them up with so they can yeah. exchange yeah, yeah. advice. And that's cool. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine like losing my mum at such a young age. I think that I'd, I'm really close to my mum. So I think I'd be quite lost at a young age, prematurely um, lose her. So I, I respect what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. People. Look, let's talk about dealing with grief next. Okay, Danielle, how can we support our friends and family who may be missing their mum this Mother's Day? No judgment. Just don't judge them, yeah. <laughs> depending on whatever they want to do. You know, if they're not, they're not feeling it, they don't want to go to their in-laws or they don't want to go, you know, to the shops in the lead up to Mother's Day, we kind of just need to accept that, you know, especially when it's not something that you've experienced yourselves. Mm. If you're supporting someone who has experienced that loss, you kind of just need to listen, listen and accept without any form of judgment, which we, f- we find that happens quite a lot to, to women in the community. They're often judged or they're, you know, you should be doing this or it's been 10 years get over it really or it's been three months get over it oh yeah yeah there's Jeez. some um awful stories oh but, my god yeah but you know the most helpful things and and something I really value and I know many others do is if we're just asked about our mum you know like acknowledge Mother's Day is a shitty day like it's hard it's sad yeah um offer the opportunity for them to share a story or if you have if you've met their mum and you know something about their mum offer that information and just say, oh, I remember, you know, blah, blah, you know, whatever it is that you want to share. But definitely acknowledge and reach out, but um, don't judge. I think saying saying nothing is is worse than ignoring it and pretending it doesn't exist. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, a lot of people fear saying anything because 
they're also worried they'll upset us, but we we never need a reminder that our mum has died. We think about it all the time. Wow, that's that's such good advice because yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Sometimes you, when someone has passed, you almost are a little worried to bring it up because you are worried that you know you're bringing up those feelings. But as you said, you you're probably thinking about yeah. it every yeah. day. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, on the other hand, what tips do you have for our listeners that might be dealing with the grief of losing their mother this Mother's Day? Yeah, I think the lead up's always the worst. You know the. And especially Mother's Day, there's so much noise around it and it's you're kind of feeling all those intense emotions in the lead up and then the day rolls around and, and that's hard as well because you scroll on social media and you see everyone with their mom or, you know, so we, we're just about to release some tips um, to our socials and, and to our community, but we'll be suggesting things like stay off social media for the day if that if it's going to be too hard to you know actually see those images of others don't put the tv on because you know limit tv because so much advertising there as well Mm. yeah to kind of you know if you feel like doing something or planning something that's great but sometimes you then add that pressure on yourself to actually go and do it and you can feel really shitty about yourself because you haven't gone and done that so lots and lots of self-care like do things that bring you joy and make you happy or or comforted and you know do the things that mum enjoyed make her make her favorite food or eat her favorite meal or go and buy an expensive bottle of champagne and and toast her but I think it's just finding ways to include her into your life and, and keep her alive yeah absolutely what are some of the things that we could say or maybe even things that we shouldn't say to someone who is grieving the loss of a parent? Well, helpful things to say, uh, you know, or something helpful to do, you know, put a um, reminder in your calendar of their mum's birthday or the date that their mum died and reach out on both of those days to just acknowledge, like always acknowledge. Yeah. Because mm. a, a two-second message can go such a long way and to know that someone's thinking of you is it can really make all the difference because often as I said before yeah you quite often people don't say anything because they're so worried about upsetting the person but I think just allowing the opportunity for that person to talk about their mum like Mm. listen you can't fix it like no one can fix it yeah you know we she's dead she's going to be dead forever like that can't be fixed Yeah. yeah It's just providing support to that person and avoiding things like she's in a better place or everything happens for a reason or she had a good run or even, you know, I know people who had mums who were unwell like that, oh, well, she's no longer suffering. Like that's not comforting. Mm, That's comforting if you say that to yourself. But Again, it's like a fix-it comment. Oh, well, you should be okay now because she's not suffering anymore. Like, I don't know. I I didn't want my mum to be in pain or suffer, but I kind of did because I wanted her to stay with me. Like, yeah. you don't yeah. want them to go just because that's the trade-off. Like, it's forever. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and the, the other thing we've got this year that we're hoping will bring comfort to people is a, a – a cyclamen plant launch. So it's called Mother's Halo. Um, and you can buy one for your mum on Mother's Day and that will support someone who doesn't have their mum or you can buy one 
for you, for yourself, in honour of your mum. That's so beautiful. providing actions to our community to allow them to still get involved in Mother's Day. Is there, uh, so say someone does have a mother that's terminally ill and is sick. Bernie. Do you have somewhere where they can reach out to you and get help in that stage of their life as well? So it's not obviously they yeah. haven't passed away yet, but they're struggling because their mum is sick and unwell? Yes, yeah. We have lots of women um, join our support group in particular who have, you know, mum in palliative care or terminally ill in some way and they will join and kind of access that support and advice on on what they should be doing in these final days or weeks. And, and I think that's where our community is really powerful because, you know, we can then pass on that information or advice um, that we wish we had at the time, you know, ask her this, ask her that. Like I'm obsessed at the moment with wanting to know where my mum bought her wedding dress from. Aww. It's things like that yeah. that you just can't, yeah. you know, ever find out. So like recording her voice or getting her fingerprint or, you know, asking her these questions that we know 10 and 20 years down the track that we wish we knew, but we, we, we never will. That's pretty smart. I like that. Because no, te- no one like gets you ready for that situation when you're like staring that straight in the face it's pretty yeah, daunting absolutely you actually have a guide on what can i leave my children can you talk us through the intention behind that yeah we had lots of uh, women or mums reaching out to us who were palliative or terminal and they wanted ideas on some things they could do for their kids um, to leave behind so you know we really try to engage our community as much as we can and and our Instagram and our support group is a, a place where we put lots of questions like in stories and we're always inundated um, with answers. So all of our resources are fully informed and developed um, with the engagement of women who have who have experienced it. Um, and, and that fact sheet is comprised of all of their suggestions and all of their, you know, wish lists of things that they had been left by their mum. So... We know it's coming handy for for quite a lot of women, sadly. But yeah. you know, their children will have so many things that you know would mean the world to us if if we if we had. Can you share some of the things that are on the list? Yeah. So um, one of them was writing birthday cards to their oh. kids for every year, so they could you know That's still sweet. receive a card so. from mum or writing a letter to their daughter or their son on their wedding day or the day they got engaged or the day they find their forever person or, you know, like um, writing down their experience of pregnancies and medical history, like leaving all of those things that like so many times, you know, medical professionals will say, oh, what was mum's you know, what was mum's history or what was yeah. this? So many of us don't know. So documenting all of those things in a in a meaningful way, writing down like your favourite colour, your favourite food, like your favourite song, all of those things that will help formulate their identity based on you and who, who you are and who you were as a, not just their mum, but as an individual. And then, you know, ideas like, oh, like even telling their kids, I want to be cremated or I want to be buried. So many mums don't have a will. Yeah. And then the kids are left to try and, oh, shit, did she want to be this or did she want that? Or, oh, my God, was this her favourite song? Or was it like, and it creates so much angst yeah. at a time that you just need everything to be 
easy and at your fingertips in terms of info. This is so powerful, honestly. It just it makes me emotional hearing it because it's just like the work that you're doing for, you know, these kids and they'll get to have those things that maybe you didn't get to have, but it's just incredible work that you're doing. I have a question. Does the grief get easier? So obviously the first year must, I can't even imagine how traumatic it must be, but does it get better? Yes and no. At the start, Somebody gave me a piece of advice when my mum died and it stayed with me ever since and and I share it with others who, you know, in the early days. And and she said to me, the shock will carry you through. And it was true. You know, the shock carried me through for the first six months. But then everyone kind of leaves you, goes back to their lives, and then it gets really, really hard because everything's quiet and you're kind of like, wow, she's really dead. Like she's not coming back mm. now. This is this is life. This is real. And then it changes. Like the first Mother's Day is awful, but then I reckon the second and third and as the years go on, it gets worse in, in some ways because you're kind of leaving her back, back there. Like mm. I think now I haven't seen my mum for 11 years. Like how is that? I don't even know how to comprehend that. You know, she's, she's proper gone. Like she, <laughs> but it, it does get easier in some ways. You just get better. You get better at managing it mm. and coping it and nurturing your grief. Like I'll always miss her. I'll, I'll be sad every day because she's not here. And, but I, you know, I, I've learned what's right for me and what's good for me. And I did a, clean out of friends who were just saying stupid things and who weren't listening to me and my needs and who just blatantly you know didn't want to listen or didn't want to do better like I think you need to do better if you want to support your friends do better listen listen to them so my friends now are all women from NDA like my core group of girlfriends are NDA girls and that's what makes it easier but yeah time Grief is not something that time heals. It, it just changes. Wow. Well, if our listeners would like to get more information about your organisation or would like to donate, is there anywhere that they should start? Yeah, our website. So motherlessdaughters.com.au and then we're on all social platforms as well, just under Motherless Daughters Australia. Danielle, thank you so much for being so vulnerable yes, with us. You. It's been a really moving interview. Thank you for the transparency and you're amazing with mm. everything you're doing and guys go support their community it's doing amazing things and if you don't have a mother this is a place to really find people who are going through the same things that you are our thoughts are with everyone this mother's day who will be celebrating without their mother yep thanks very much thanks for the opportunity to to raise some awareness thank you thank you bye bye